0: The Selfish Path to Romance. Download chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com.
1: Grayson, you are looking for a therapist?
0: Um, I have a friend. Yes. Uh, and she's 36 years old, okay. a wife, a part-time secretary, and yeah. a mother of two school-age children. How old? And um the, t-
1: the just two ballpark. children.
0: The two children vary in age. I don't know how how old her children are. Okay. But uh, she's been depressed for the past 10 months. Okay. And she tells me she sleeps poorly because of nightmares. hmm And she's constantly fatigued and has no energy to perform her expected tasks at work or home. Yeah. She feels like a terrible failure and worries that her husband will divorce her because she imagines that he sees her as worthless.
1: Okay, so she's seeing herself as worthless because when you imagine that someone else sees you as worthless, part of you is believing that you're worthless. I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. So she's, she's depressed. She's had nightmares. She's fatigued. It sounds like she is on overload as a part-time secretary with two kids and married, and she, she puts herself on mental overload in spades when she starts... Beating up on herself self. when she starts engaging in stinking thinking. That's what it's called in cognitive therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm a failure. What's the use? Why bother? He's going to leave me. How can I keep him? Uh, you know, I, I, how do I impress him? Notice where, the, if she's having those type of thoughts, notice where her mind would go. Not to productive activity, but to churning, to just flailing just struggling so tell me what is the question that you would like some help with
0: now there's many different treatments in abnormal psychology okay. and how would treatment proceed if my female friend yeah received drug therapy versus electroconvulsive therapy oh my gosh psychoanalysis <laughs> or cognitive behavior? okay therapy. let's
1: slow down Drug therapy, electroconvulsive therapy, and then cognitive therapy—no, psychoanalysis, right? And then cognitive cognitive therapy. therapy. The really, the theory behind which drives each of these really matters, and your it it involves your whole view of what is your mind. How, or I'll say, what is my mind? How does it work? Mm -hmm. Now, it is true that if I had a brain tumor if I had lesions in my brain, that sometimes something biological can go off in your brain and cause behavioral problems. You know, you can have an accident, you can get injured, and then have behavior that you never had before. Granted that there are biological causes to some abnormal behavior, what we call abnormal behavior, it is also true that the vast Bulk of problems, psychological problems, the majority of people who walk into a psychologist's office, assuming it's not wartime injuries where they've actually had some brain damage, they're due to psychological problems, to thinking problems. And so let's look at what addresses thinking.
0: Hey, I've got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back.
1: Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That. Is interesting, and so let's look at what addresses thinking drug therapy. the The uh drug therapists look at the brain and the problems. Um, let's say a depression as a biological problem. So we fix it. We you know just like someone has a problem with diabetes and they have to take their medication and watch what they eat. You know, if you have depression, you have to take certain drugs because you have. Here are the big words, chemical imbalance. So that's, that's the um, view of the brain behind that. Are you following me? I am. Okay. Uh, and it's not that the drugs don't have an effect, but pills don't teach thinking skills. That's the problem. So you want to be on pills for life? You can try to manage it that way, but it isn't going to help you become a better choice maker, a better a romantic partner, a, a better mother to your kids, which is what this woman wants. And to feel better about herself. ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, man, to me, that is the last resort for anyone. If someone is absolutely suicidal and they're they're bent on doing that and they've been that way for a long time and you've tried everything else, including cognitive therapy, hey... What do you have to lose? The person's going to kill themselves anyway. I mean, I would much rather recommend the book Choosing to Live by Corey uh, Newman and Thomas Ellis. That's a great book if somebody is suicidal. Um, And they're cognitive therapists. If you talk about psychoanalysis, if we go back to Freudian therapy, I think it's a little more tame nowadays. But basically, they're looking for patterns of um, defense mechanisms and denial or projection onto other people what you're feeling. Um, and Freud had a theory that we have different instincts. We have an insti- a death instinct and th- you know, it's like death and aggression and sex and my, my worldview doesn't revolve around that at all. I mean, some people are aggressive. Some people really enjoy sex. I wish more people did, rationally, of course. Uh-huh. Now let's get to the what I think is the gold standard of current therapies that are available, which is cognitive therapy cognitive therapy is going to teach you how to decode your emotions. So if you are depressed, you will learn that it is due to loss. If you are very sad, very depressed, you are imagining huge loss, which usually involves self-esteem. I mean, that's the biggest loss you can have. You don't feel good about yourself. And so you typically, people when they're very depressed, have core ideas about themselves, about other people and about the world and about their future that are no good. And they learn how to correct by looking at reality, their bad thinking. For example, I'm unlovable. They would search for examples any time in their life when they were lovable. They would try to find exceptions to the rule. If they thought I'm a failure because maybe they just got fired from a job, they would try to think of other times when they weren't a failure so that they could see that success is possible to them with effort and with good thinking. If they think that... Um, I'm, what, what else, I'm a loser. Any of those types of very negative, profound thoughts about yourself are going to undermine you. So I would recommend you go to my website, and she could get the book Mind Over Mood, and she could also go to a, um, the uh, cognitive therapy website. That's on my website also, the mm-hmm. link to that. And she could try to find a cognitive therapist in her area and turn her life around think better about herself and enjoy her life more. Thank you so much for the call.
0: And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner.
1: It's just that it's bugging me, this cool
0: thing. I mean, what is it? How do you get it? Who doesn't have it? And who decides who doesn't have it? What is the essence of cool? Not sure. But you need a thing. One thing nobody else has. What do I have? An exciting new
1: obsession. I know I'm right about this. I'm on the track. Just need to find my thing. And if that's from Buffy, and if you're trying to find your thing, something that will impress the people around you, you are on the wrong track. The one thing you have that nobody else has is your own mind and your own values. And if you make yourself someone you're proud of by making good choices, by taking your uh, psychology seriously, you are going to be much happier in life, far more happier than anyone who chases coolness, who chases the next thing that's the fad uh, to try to impress other people. When you try to live through other people's eyes, you will never feel comfortable because whose eyes are looking at you? Maybe one group of your friends likes the cool hair do you have, but the other group thinks it's weird and who who do you please? What if you please yourself?
0: For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to
1: drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. Before giving a surprise, make sure your partner likes surprises, including the type you plan to give. Linda was upset for weeks because her husband sent a male stripper to her place of work for her birthday. Beyond feeling humiliated in front of her co-workers, she hated the idea of a male stripper. Her husband, Martin, didn't understand why she was so upset when he was only trying to give her a nice surprise. The clueless husband had not bothered to find out what his wife would actually value. Is a present. Working to understand your partner is well worth the effort. And to help your partner better understand you, you first need to understand yourself. If you don't know what you want and value, it makes it much harder for your partner to understand you. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.